0: Hey, ladies, I'm sharing an episode today that is actually from a teaching inside of my Facebook group that was back in May ish, I think. And we really talked about how to know yourself more and how that will really lead you into the life of fulfillment that you're looking forward to. We're talking about self discovery, values, the Enneagram, all the good stuff. And I went back and listened to it today to edit and I thought, gosh, this could really benefit so many women that listen to this show because I've, I've heard from you and you've mentioned this, you mentioned like, who am I? What, what do I, how do I figure out what I enjoy? You know, even if you're either past drinking or kind of in the middle of it and just trying to figure things out, it's going to help you just hear some where I was and um, a little bit more about my story, but then also just really give you some clear steps. There's some clear questions at the end to really help with self discovery. So, but before we get into the episode, I just want to have another heart to heart with you. I've talked about this before, but I want to ask you, do you, do you think often that you have a problem? Do you ask yourself that maybe you drink too much? Maybe I don't. I want to quit, but I'm not sure I want to quit. Maybe you're embarrassed to talk to your friends or your family about your drinking, or maybe you have brought it up to a friend and it got real awkward when they were like, uh, what are you talking about? You don't have a problem. Like you work and I know you drink some, but like, why are you, why are you telling me this? Like it makes people feel weird does me even asking these questions feel a little bit uncomfortable? Do you validate what time of day that you drink? Is that happening? Are you negotiating the evenings? Who's getting the kids? Who's not getting the kids? Or, oh, they're home. I can start earlier. Or maybe my husband won't get mad this time. I've had an extra stressful day. And, you know, he knows that I'll help him out next time or whatever. Or you just get to where you don't even care if they get mad or not. You just you're stuck in the cycle. Listen, I did all of these things and you are not alone. There's nothing to be shameful about. And I want to tell you that there is freedom. There's freedom from the bondage of alcohol and you can do this. So if you are feeling the call to stop drinking so much, to lessen the alcohol consumption, but you're just not sure how, I invite you to come work with me. I would love to have a private one-on-one session with you where we will create a battle plan to help you find freedom from alcohol and it's okay if you're going to start with just lessening the alcohol or if you're ready to give it up altogether. let's just start here and if you know you want to plan to really find freedom and you're done and you're ready to ditch the wine witch forever i also have that in my deep dive freedom coaching program so see me an email i'll get you some pricing it's super affordable so if you're finally ready to remove the veil and live the life of freedom, let go of the self-loathing, and not only love your life, but learn to love yourself, girl, I am the coach for you, and there is no better time than now to be set free, sister. Email me today at coachmichelleporterfield@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I love you, sister. Now is your time. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free that you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. So welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Welcome to this training on uh, really just getting unstuck. We're going to get unstuck. We're going to talk about self-discovery. We're going to talk about um, self-love, all the good stuff. And I'm going to check comments every now and then, but I'm going to just dive right in. So I have it pulled up on my phone and... It's a little bit delayed. You guys know that if that's the case, but when I'm streaming here on Zoom, I don't always have the opportunity to, you can't see who's watching. So if you see me look over, I'm checking my phone. I'm going to see what kind of comments are there because I want to hear from you because one of the first things we're going to talk about is what number you got on your Enneagram test because it's really cool to have that assessment. So first of all, I do want to share who am I? Like have some of you know me very well, some of you may not know me, and um, this is kind of your first time. You may have heard my voice on the podcast, and you may have seen some of my lives here in the group, which is awesome. So my name is Michelle Porterfield, and I have a story of daily drinking, and it has gone through seasons of my life. Uh, Started in my, my teens, experimenting really got into it a lot in my 20s. I did the whole wine club thing because that was super cool. You know, I thought I was cool. Started out with the whole um, sweet white Zinfandel junk and uh, had to learn how to like red wine. But what's so interesting about that is like, you know, once you come on the other side, you're like, you know, have I ever forced myself or tried to learn to like something else? So it's cool how we can see on the other side, but in it, it's just, it, it seems normal, right? It's the conditioning and the glamorizing. And this was, I'm 46. So this was 20 something years ago. And then I was able to connect, um, with a man. We got married and, um, there were some seasons there where I drank a little bit as we went out, probably hurt his wallet a little bit early in the the early days with some of my stronger, uh, choices. And then, you know, I decided to have children and it was just no big deal. You know, I decided to have kids and I had my children and did fine. And, you know, I don't even know between the two, like maybe a little bit casual drinking here and there, but after my second one and I knew I was done with kids, that's when things ramped up and it just became um, drinking on the weekends to adding another day during the week to adding another day during the week, and it still kind of ebbed and flowed, but I got to a place where I would say at least the five, last five to six years, I struggled with just the the mind drama, the pull of, of drinking, the choosing it over other things, choosing it before scheduling other things. You know, I was able to, as a a high achieving woman, very disciplined woman who worked full time and married and raising kids, I was able to control it enough to where, you know, I wasn't out drinking and driving and, and things like that. But yet it really, really ruled my life and my choices in my mind, my mind. Oh my goodness. I was just, I was sucked in completely. So fast forward to complete transformation. Um, I actually, my last day one was August 8, 8, 8, 2018. And it's such, it's just a beautiful, beautiful day. And I had tons of day ones, tons of day twos, tons of day threes. And, um, and now here I am. I just hit, if you saw my post recently, I hit a thousand days and you know, what's so cool about that is I want to share with you that that's not something I was like super aware of till about a week ago, because what my hope for you, if you are here and you've been on this journey a long time and you're just really looking for a little bit more, um, growth, you're in the right place if you're here and you're still drinking and you're really just trying to um, get to a place where you get it out of your life and you want to go deeper and grow more you're in the right place and if you're kind of in the middle you're in the right place because we're all going to go through the season of in the middle okay but what's cool is I have transformed to a place that alcohol has no value it doesn't bother me at all you know I could sit next to someone and have a glass of wine and I don't have FOMO I do not struggle And this is because of the inner work, the shift in my beliefs, my mindset, the foundation of my faith, and just really shifting how I look at everything and how I walk out my life. And this piece here is huge when you get to a place of after drinking for a long time and realizing like, huh, well, who am I? Like, what do I even enjoy? Do I even know how to have fun anymore? Do I even like this friend that I'm hanging out with? Do I like my job? Why am I driving this car? I don't even like this car. Like, why am I wearing these clothes? I don't even like these, you know? When's the last time I bought new underwear for myself? You know, it's just like all of a sudden this the this light comes on and this clarity comes on. And it's like, then we really desire. Like, I have grown so much just this past year it's been crazy. So what I was saying about the thousand days, what was cool is I keep the little app running on my phone. But what was cool about it is I kind of caught it like a week ago and I was like, awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to celebrate this. And yet I'm not counting because I don't think about it anymore. The only reason I think about alcohol is because I love you. And I love women who I have the ability to help. So I'm going to keep talking about it and I'm going to keep sharing about it. And I want to keep praising the Lord and singing my song so that I can be a lighthouse for you and people that you know that can continue down this journey. Because I promise you, sister, there ain't nothing like this life on the other side. Nothing. It's just, whoo, unbelievable. So are you ready to get started? please say hello. Let me just check the comments real quick. I promise you, sister. Oh, geez. <laughs> y'all, like I love life. y'all. Thank you so shot. much for being um, so patient with me. Um, hey, Jen. All right. Tania and Sarah, Jen, you're here. Awesome. Thank y'all so much. Um, I see that you're watching. I'm going to check it every so often because really what I need to hear from you as we get going is some feedback. So I'm going to do my best to keep this low and kind of keep an eye on it because I do really need to see what's happening. This is new for me. So I'm just going to be honest with you. Like this has been a journey and I'm not going to keep talking too long, but this has been a journey just because this is a totally new experience for streaming and zooming in here and, and learning the technology and things like that. So I love that. You know, I feel so much smarter. you know, in my drinking days and that first, I'm going to just tell you the first six months, you just feel like a dummy. Okay. And it's, it's just, okay. There's brain fog and sometimes pause happens. That's the, um, post acute, um, withdrawal syndrome. And there's all this weird stuff happening in your brain and your body. And I just imagine all these like wires trying to like go back together and that's all normal. But when the clarity comes, and then you really start growing and then you start taking care of your health. I mean, my hair and my skin, all those amazing things. But like, I'm like, I'm smart now. Like I can retain information and I can learn and I don't, you know, I have moments, but it's just great. It's awesome. So yes, I'm married. I have three children. Um, next week will be 19 years of marriage. Um, it has been super challenging. Um, if someone says their marriage is not they're full of it and that's just the truth. So It's, you know, we have seasons of great and seasons of not so great, but it's a, it's a relationship of commitment and we have two biological girls and an adopted son. And I hope the more we get to know each other, you can hear that story. Because honestly, when he came along, my drinking really ramped up because there was a lot of stress during that season. All right, let's get unstuck. Day one. So our quote for today is forgive your younger self, believe in your current self and create your future self. I saw that probably just a few weeks ago and I was just blown away. I was like, that is it because if we're continuing to hang on to the past and the junk we did, how are we going to step into who we are now to create who we're going to be if we're still hanging on to this junk and this shame and this guilt and there are processes to work through this. But step one is just, just going, you know what? I could have done different things and I could have made different choices, but I didn't know then what I know now. So I'm going to release her and I'm going to forgive her because she's here now. I believe in me right now and believe in my abilities and that, you know, where God has created me in his image and he's designed me so that I can walk in that path and I'm creating my future self. And that's what we're doing. And that is just the, the beauty of this whole journey. Okay. So I'm going to use some scripture, um, cause this is just such a huge part of, of my growth and the, what has kept me grounded and rooted. It is, uh, so the first one is, so God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Basically that's saying like, that's, that's the truth. He, he created us for you, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. So Why that matters is because sometimes we have thoughts, not so nice thoughts about ourselves. Sometimes in this journey, and if you've been there, I'm sure you've experienced this as well. Sometimes we have thoughts of, you know, potentially ending our life, or wouldn't it be better if I just didn't have to be here? And what I want to really share and put in your heart is that you have. Purpose and you are designed, every little detail is designed to be who you are. And in the middle of our mess, we cannot see it, but on the other side, it's really, really cool. Just think about it I would not be here today with the wisdom that I have if I had not been through what I did and drinking a bottle of wine at night and feeling like crap and being depressed and feeling stuck and unhappy in my relationships. I would not be here. So this is cool. Day two. So tomorrow night we're doing the same thing at eight o'clock. Day two will be a little bit more about self-love and self-control and what that looks like. So self-discovery. Self-discovery is, and the reason why I'm really talking about this right now is because I've had several clients that I've been working with that this is what happens and this is where we get Okay, so once we do get past this uh, brain fog and clutter from our drinking, we really need we we really like get to that place where we want to know what's next. So the definition of self-discovery is the process of acquiring insight to one's character. Okay, it's basically getting to know us, right? All right, it helps us identify our abilities, but also how we can leverage and develop them. Okay, so. This is where, we'll get to this in the next screen, this is where this matters for knowing kind of how you're wired and um, so that we can get to a place where instead of comparison and struggle on maybe the things that we just don't necessarily love about ourselves, we get to a place where we can leverage how we're wired, okay? Okay. It helps us know what we're passionate about and then we can find paths that we want to pursue to create happiness. We'll talk about this too when we get to the value section. And then this allows us to then be more fulfilled and walk in a path we are designed for. So I hope you can connect to this because when we don't know what we're passionate about and we don't know really some of our like rooted abilities, then how are we going to walk out and be fulfilled? Okay? All right. So Enneagram, did you take the test? I saw a comment while ago, but I need y'all to post in the comments and please, while you're here, those of you live, please connect, comment, ask questions. Cause I'm going to be checking it every so often, but did you taste the test and what number did you get? And let me tell you why this matters. Cause you know, there's, I don't care where you go on the internet or different teachers out there. There's um, controversy about everything, right? Everybody's got some kind of opinion about things and, um, <clears throat> The reason why I like this test is because it's really, really helped me and it's really helped my marriage. So I don't really care what other people think about it because I have really benefited from knowing more about how I'm wired and how I derail and how I'm walking in a growth path. So let me give you an example while y'all are telling me your numbers. So make sure you're posting. Okay. So for example... I have this cool sheet, and the reason why I like her, Enneagramcoach.com, I found her on Instagram a while back, and I really like the fact that she is uh, Christ-centered, and she talks about how we are wired, but how we can grow in Christ and get our strength really from Him, I mean, because He's the one that made us, so it makes sense, right? All right, so for example... If any of you know about the Enneagram, I'm an eight, which an eight, they're called the protective challenger. And what's so interesting about this, a lot of eights are men, but I have found some women that are eights too. So what's cool about this is we're very loyal. Like you and my tribe, like once you're in my tribe, you're in my tribe. Very compassionate, inspiring loyal, energetic, empowering, which is so cool. Cause that's what I, that's what I do, right? Like that's what I do. And I didn't even know this when I read it. I'm like, yes, protective, self-confident. That's at my best. So at my worst, I'm loud, vengeful, excessive, controlling, rebellious, insensitive, domineering, and self-centered. I have been all those things. I am not immune to those uglies coming out in me again. But when I know that they're there, I can watch for them. And those are a lot of things that were in me when I was younger, especially the rebellious, good grief. If I'd have known about this when I was younger, like I just was naturally rebellious. And I was like, my, my, my parents were like, your brother didn't do this. Like what's happening, right? So here's the deal. When we learn about it, we know our core fear. We know our core weakness. We know our core desire and our core longing. And what matters to that is, is what I say, why do we use this tool? It helps us see our growth path and our stress path. So we kind of know she uses it in her teachings. Like when you're driving down the highway and you hit that like rumble strip, and it's like, that's your warning. Like red light, red light, something's going down. This is not good. We need to rein it in. So when we begin to be stressed out and there's Things in our life that's pulling us—that's exactly where we know. Oh, miss the ugly eight's coming out. How can I work on this, and how can I head towards my growth path? And typically, what happens is you have a um, a number that you go to on growth, and then you have the number that you're not going to. You're going more stress. And what makes that cool is. You can, you can recognize it and you can utilize it. And so I actually, I think I go to like a two, I'm a helper. Like I love helping. And if I'm feeling, I've noticed in myself, and this is why this matters so much. I've noticed in myself that when I'm feeling disconnected, depressed, stressed, overwhelmed, any of those yucky things, I go, hmm. What do I need to do? And it's usually when I serve someone, you know, I go and I add value in Facebook groups and make comments. And these, you know, these people in these other groups that are hurting and they're struggling drinking, like I try to go in there and encourage them or, you know, I set up a consultation call or, um, you know, I just really reach out to some friends. So that helps me line back up when I'm feeling a little yucky. It helps to understand ourselves a bit more, core desire, core feel. It helps us in relationship with communication and helps us pray more and be grateful how we're made. Because that's the thing is there's gonna be things that we do that pop up that we may or may not like about ourselves. I mean, come on, we're human. We're very complex. We're gonna have every layer of emotion. And, but what's cool is I want to praise Him always, but we kind of dig in and pray a little more when things aren't going so well, right? When we're we're really struggling, we pray, so then we can dig in deeper and say, Lord, you know, I'm really struggling right now. Look at my sheep. Man, I'm feeling like super rebellious, and I'm really wanting to be controlling right now, and I know this is not good for me. I'm grateful how you made me help me, you know, help me grow here. All right, we have a number five and we have a number four, and we have usually a two, but have been a six or a nine, so here's the cool thing. I'm so glad you said that, Sarah, because here's the deal. The cool thing about this test is the fact that it is... um, it's a guideline, just like anything, right? Y'all have taken the Myers-Briggs or like the color test or the jewel test or whatever. So the reason why we do it is because they give us results. But honestly, too, there's a list and she has it. Her Instagram is great. Your Enneagram or your Enneagram Coach on Instagram. It's so good because she'll do like series and things that's like, how to communicate with an eight and she'll do one through nine or how to, how to love me. What do I need? you know, all these things. She'll probably do something for mother's day. Like it's really, really good information. So, but the cool thing about it is you, (laughs) Jamaica, you're Jamaica. Yay. Y'all have awesome names. Michelle, I hope is just kind of like Michelle. I love it. I love it. I love it. Jamaica, like, Jamaica like the place I've been to Jamaica I'm not gonna derail but I had a cruise one time Um, it was really really cool but well why don't we go ahead and bring that up I drank a lot on that cruise and I missed like an entire day because I felt so crappy and nauseous and hungover man I'm so glad I don't have to do that junk anymore I remember everything I remember conversations it's awesome and I was thinking about today how uh, Cinco de Mayo was yesterday and I was driving to work this morning and I was thinking about, I saw a sign or something that said Cinco de Mayo and it was like a beer advertisement or something. I said, I don't, cause I don't think about it much cause I feel good most all the time now, unless I'm just, you know, super tired or have a headache or, you know, just life I'm a human body. And I was like, man, I wonder how many people feel like total crap today or called into work or have lost their whole day. And it was beautiful day here in South Carolina. And I was like, I remember like, I would look for any excuse. It was a holiday, you know, why not? So there you go. So the cool thing about the Enneagram is that when you see the results, don't just go, huh, well, I guess I'm just a two. If it doesn't really align with you, once you read the description and you read how you're wired, you'll know it. Like I knew, as soon as I saw eight, I was like, that's me, that's totally me. And my husband's a nine. Um, so if y'all know anything about this, an eight and a nine is definitely a very, very odd combination, especially when the eight is the female and the male is the nine. Although I'm thinking God really designed it that way because he's really chill and he doesn't like confrontation. So I feel like like his like, calmness and chill, he's like one of those people that like really want, wants to keep the, he wants to keep the peace within the house, right? So I think that's very powerful. That's what's cool about this. So when y'all take this, you know, read through the assessment. And if something just doesn't feel right, and I think you get like a percentage, I hadn't done mine in a long time because I know what I am, but I think you get like a percentage and you just read over it and decide, okay, this is me. Okay. So, and the cool thing about this too, is when you do learn more about what she teaches is it will help you know who you are know how you like to be communicated with. And then if your spouse or your partner is able to do this too, um, or even parents, that's kind of fun too. Like, Oh my goodness. It helps you know, because now I know how to communicate with my husband. He knows how to communicate with me. It helps with a little bit more conflict and it helps me realize like I know when something's rising up in me, it's really a big deal. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let's move on. Values. Okay. So this has a lot to do with um, really your recipe for happiness. This is it right here. Okay. Awesome. Y'all are doing good over here in the comments. I'm watching. Cool. Values. Values is a person's principles or standards of behavior. One's judgment of what is important in life. The fulfillment of our highest values determines our happiness. Okay, so this base that basically means that when we have really the awareness of what our values are, when we're living in that and fulfilling that, that determines our happiness. And I'll give you an example in a minute. They're in us and they're a guidepost for us. Now, we have seasons where they may shift and change their urgency, but they will always be an undercurrent to lead us to joy. So what do I mean by that? So we go through like huge times and different seasons, right? So what we wanna do is understand our values in the season that we're in. So I may always have faith, family, health, integrity, freedom. But you know, if if I'm doing this values exercise that I do, this is a deeper dive in one-on-one coaching because it, it it takes a little bit longer to do this exercise and really like map out a plan. So those of you that are working with me, we'll be doing that if we haven't done it yet. And so basically, but in the season, let's just say, let me give an example. Let's just say faith you know, for me faith is huge. That's a value. How how I have my relationship with the Lord, like that's my that's my foundation. But what if, you know, three you know, my faith's going good and it's going, and, but somebody does this assessment with me and I may say faith, but it might not be as high up because like it's okay, but right now I really want to work on freedom. Maybe I'm feeling like trapped in my job or trapped in relationships and freedom is a high, high value for me, then it would show up a little higher and we would work on that. We'd say, you know, for example, let me see where I'm at on the screen. Yep. So for example, we would rate it and see like if somebody, if if freedom came up high for me, when we do this assessment, I would say, you know, somebody would say, well, where are you on a scale from one to 10? 10 being like the ultimate, free as a bird, rocking and rolling, that's your ultimate lifetime goal. Where are you? Let's just say I said a four. Well, then the strategy would be, okay, what is it going to take to get from a four to a five? Because as you know, in life, a lot of times we just want to shoot from uh, where we are to the 10, right? Well, when when has that ever worked? Never. That just doesn't work. We have to do things in a process and make progress. So that's how that works. So examples of this are faith, family health, integrity, freedom, serving, kindness, acceptance, honesty, growth, friendship, leadership, courage, trust, connection, friendship. I put that down there twice. Clearly that's a big one. Coaching for me, peace and love. So and it could be anything. Um, truth. It could be... <sighs> nature, anything. It's, it's really what's in you. Okay. <clears throat> so knowing and living in our values helps us create a happiness recipe. And before I go on, let me just share with you how important that is. I was just checking over here again. Y'all doing okay. Awesome. So the reason why this isn't so important is when I really learned this tool and this process, I begin to look back at the days when I was my, at my unhappiness, unhappiest in my drinking days and in my, just in my relationship and life. I was not enjoying my job. Me and my husband weren't connecting. I was drinking like a bottle a day. Like if the alcohol was clearly the top layer, that's the thing I went to, right? Cause I, I found out that that worked, that, that took care of all the inner junk that was dealing. And I knew I could get it quick. It was legal. I could buy it. That would happen. Okay. But then when I realized I was really living out of alignment, my faith was, it wasn't really growing it. Um, my relationship stunk, which is important to me. I wasn't really connecting with friends because I was so busy staying at home drinking. I didn't want to go anywhere because I was drinking at home and I wasn't going to drive. So I just drank by myself at home. Okay. And, you know, I wasn't being honest. Honesty is a huge one for me. And how how could I show up as an honest person if I'm hiding to anyone in my outside world that I drink a bottle a day, sometimes more, or if I'm hiding it in my bedroom under my blanket when no one's watching and go in there and pour a little bit more, how, how would I be living up to honesty and integrity? But in that mess, I didn't know that, but I was miserable. And so now I live my life based on my values, which helps me fulfill my recipe for happiness, joy, and fulfillment. So when we do this deep dive, this is how that works. We can create this. So. You have a recipe now that you're already using. If you're not happy and you're not fulfilled, then the recipe you're using is why you're getting it. And we also have a recipe that we can create that are tangible steps towards happiness, joy, and peace. So here's the cool thing, with this awareness, then we get to make important decisions and set powerful boundaries. How could I set boundaries when I didn't even know what my own boundary, I didn't even have boundaries for myself. But when I'm walking in my values and I'm like, you know, if somebody says, Hey, I don't know. say said, Hey, can you come speak at some event? And maybe that there's some other speakers there that don't align up with me and my beliefs, or maybe it actually, maybe family, this this is probably a better example. What if my family is high in my values and like the time I spend with my family and you know, I've mapped out my schedule, to where I'm working these hours, I'm, you know, coaching these hours, I'm at the salon these hours, and I really try to, like, carve out specific family time. And somebody says, hey, you know, will you do this? Will you commit to doing this, like, every Tuesday night for the next three months? We'll pay you, like, you know, $500 a day for the event. But if I know that that is the night that i have committed to my family and it doesn't line up with my values then i know that my my core answer will be no there's going to be that pull right cuz i'm like man that's some good money but what would happen is if i were to say yes I know this from experience, every time I taught and every time I I did this event, there would be this internal battle and I wouldn't be feeling fulfilled. And then that that would start to crumble all the other areas of my life, okay? So my question for you is, is your current recipe even capable of fulfilling your values? Do you know where you are right now? Do you, have you ever even, is this a new thing for you? Let me know. Let me know in the comments, is this new for you? Do you, have you ever really thought about your values? And I want to share this with you too, that almost no one ever can really do this by themselves. This is a great partner exercise, but so that's the one-on-one coaching thing, but it's really hard. We're very judgy because what happens is we have these sometimes beliefs and layers that we should put family high. So if we're doing this on our own we got this, you know, this, we're asking ourselves, you know, what's important. And we're writing all this down and then we start writing this and we go, Ooh, I didn't put family on there. Man, I really should do that. Cause that's like super duper. Like, That's terrible of me for not putting family. And that's the thing is we can't, we can't truly do this from the heart without the judgment. So that's why this is important to go deeper. So Jen says, I've been working on it. I used to think of boundaries as walls I put up. I didn't know that they were there to protect my value and standards absolutely they are so that's what's cool about it because I think um and I've talked about boundaries before that even now that I'm um learning and digging deeper in my growth and my training I'm realizing how much all this truly aligns up because a lot of times we hear the conversation about boundaries and um it's just like, oh, like, I don't know. Like if I put up a boundary, is that me being rude or like, is that super selfish? But, you know, if they really align with what we want and what we, how we want to grow, then there you go. That's, that's going to be true. And if it's true to you, then it will work out and you'll be more confident in uh, holding the boundary. You know, it's one thing to actually say that you're putting a boundary, but then if you don't hold your people to it. You know, if I say, you know, listen, this is the night, y'all, I'm, I'm in here teaching, right? I'm in my room. Y'all don't make noise outside of my, my kids are here. I was like, y'all, I'm teaching. And they've learned that that's a boundary. Now, watch me say that and something happens and they run through, but, you know, but I would hold them to that and there would be a consequence for that, okay? And a boundary is even with your friendships or, you know, maybe Maybe you have a friend and then there's like a, there's like another friend, but they're kind of closer and there's been a little conflict. And, you know, maybe a boundary is like, listen, I'm gonna say, listen, Judy, I want to hang out with you. And, you know, you're a good friend to me, but I know you're friends with Sarah and, and Sarah and I have had some conflict, So what I want to say is that when we're together and when you're with her, can we just, can we keep the conversation about our lives and then not talk about that. Like it's a boundary about gossip. Say like, I'm cool with you having her as a friend, but there's definitely some stuff going on here. So I don't want to talk about her. And then I don't want you to talk about me to her either. So let's just make sure that we keep our friendship very safe and very honest and with integrity. Is, Is that cool with you or are you comfortable with that? And if she is your friend and she is a mature woman, then she'd be like, absolutely. Thank you so much for clearing that up because it's easy for things to start slipping out. You get to it talk it's like, oh yeah, well, Sarah, did you hear this or whatever? I mean, even as grownups or it comes out like a prayer request. <laughs> Anybody been there? Hey, y'all, I need y'all to pray for Sarah. You know, I saw her last week and she was over at the, um, the clock with some guy at lunchtime and I don't know if that was somebody that she works with but I don't know if her husband will be upset about that or not so we just need to pray for them something might be going on (laughs) right it is like no that's a boundary that is not okay to go there and so the more we stand for that that goes against integrity it goes against honesty once we know we know okay let's talk about journaling ah thank you Jamaica I love your transparency. It blesses others. Man, I don't know how to be anything other than that now. I just, I'm going to be me and I, because I just feel like that, that's going to help y'all be okay to be you. Okay. That's what this is about. Awesome, Tina. Cool. All right. Let's get clear on journaling. So first I'm going to like, uh, let y'all off the hook. It don't matter what your journaling looks like. If it's scribble, scrabble, if it's like one day a week or three days a week, or man, I lost my journaling book. I had that somewhere. Maybe it's in my car. Um, it's fine. But, <clears throat> or shall I say the word and, and journaling is a life changer. Gratitude is a life changer. And this is super, super huge. Okay. So, I want you to cut yourself some slack and I want you to not judge yourself, condemn yourself and you're like, ugh, I used to journal and I got out of the habit. Do it when you can and challenge yourself to create some type of consistency. It does not have to be in the morning. It does not have to be at night. It does not have to be while you're sitting in your bed, sitting on your couch. It could be at your desk, at your work. It could be in your car, in the car line put it somewhere that works for you. You can write out your stuff. You can type it out. You can speak it out. There are times when I turn the voice memo on my phone to talk. I'm very auditory. This is why I teach this way. This is why I do podcasting because I like to talk things out. I like to hear myself. That's how I brainstorm. I don't do well with things up in here. Some of you are amazing writers. Some of you get there and you get going and it's creative and you've got detail. And what happens is the key to journaling, the reason why we do this is because You know, yes, we want to keep record because it's really cool to go look. I'm going to pull out some of my journals soon and kind of do like maybe like a um, like a podcast that highlights some of the stuff I used to write. But it is fun to go back and see where we were and see how much we've grown, to see how much God's done in our prayers and how He's just helped us grow. It's awesome, but it's also good for continuing this process of releasing the junk from our mind, brain dumping you know, creating this routine, especially if you begin to layer it in your relationship. If you want to create, that's what I do. You make it work for you. If you want to create a quiet time or a special time where you write your prayers, or maybe you're learning a little scripture, whatever, okay? Are we clear? We clear that this is not a pressure deal, right? Okay, cool. So here's some ideas for you. Gratitude, soap, and journal props, Prompts, All right. So gratitude, this is the easy peasy one. And a lot of people have heard to to speak gratitude or write gratitude and it, and it's super, super important. Okay. So this is cool. We've been doing that at this. We've been doing this at the salon pretty much since I worked there. I've been at Ivy salon in Greenville, South Carolina for almost 17 years now And we have a gratitude practice every morning or every shift. When you come in, we write down on a little chart what we're grateful for. And it's really cool. It's really made a difference because it just really shifts your mindset into, into, into the day. So gratitude can be anything. It can be, you know, My car, my house, my family, this coffee that I got a good night's sleep, cozy blankets, uh, the Lord, my relationship, prayer, church, whatever. And, you know, we can even go down to the simplicity of, you know, I'm thankful for this journal and the paper. I'm thankful for my pens that I get to write on. I'm thankful for, look, look around me this technology, my computer, the ability to zoom. And here I am teaching you in this group and sharing with you my microphone for my podcast, my cell phone, sticky notes. I mean, come on. Like it can be anything. So if you want to write it, great. If you want to speak it, great. Awesome. Next one. So this is, this is the choose the verse. So this is where I have, I have a specific podcast for this. Um, I do not remember which number. You can go find it if you want to. If you want to know which one it is, just shoot me a message and we'll do it. So the cool thing about this is that if you're new to, or if you're not new, I didn't learn this when I was a new, I've been a believer for a long time and I actually just learned it and really got it, grasp it the past few years, okay? So you basically take scripture and, you know, a lot of times when we read the Bible and it doesn't make sense. We don't understand it. Like some verses I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And so then I like the YouVersion Bible app because typically there's devotionals in there and then it will have scripture with it. And then I have specific scripture. I'm actually creating something for y'all very, very soon that will be like a 30 day affirmation based on, Specifically on scripture, so it's the truth, it's not some woo woo like I am feeling great today, or I'm awesome, or be the best version of me. It's all about what God says, okay? But what we do is we write the scripture down, we observe it, and go, huh, this is a command. Let's just say, I will take a short verse like, Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition, give your request to the Lord. Okay. Something of that nature. So for me, if I observe that verse, I would think, okay, this says do not be anxious. That's a command. That's God saying, don't be anxious, but here's what you can do. Pray to me, send requests to me. That's what I need you to do. That's what I'm calling you to do. Come above your anxiety. You know, we're talking about stresses and normal life anxiety. We know that this, you know, I am, very much for if you need medication and support, I'm all about it. This is saying come above it, come above your stress and anxiety. Do not choose that, but come to me, talk to me, request me, and in petition, you know, help me with this, help me with this. That's what that's saying. Application means, how can I apply this to my life? So I would say, well, you know what? This situation has been making me anxious. I want to really make this a a daily part of my request and my my conversation with God. Like he's our friend. We just need to talk to him. And then prayer. That's when you can write out your prayers. This is a really good guideline. Okay. All right. These are for y'all and we're finishing up. Thank you so much for hanging in there. You're doing awesome. I appreciate you ladies. I love how you're chatting in the, the comments together. So I will leave these up for just a second as I'm talking, but I have found that sometimes when we get to journaling, there's some days that we really just need a little guidance and help. And these are some times that I would recommend that at some point during the week that y'all chunk out just a little time, you know, make it like a special time during the week. Like, you know, you want to spend 20 or 30 minutes. I'm working with a client right now. And she, that's what she does. You know, she might not can do it daily, but she kind of chunks it out and sits and really writes it. And I'm telling you when she does that really cool things come up and come out because it takes us a little time to go underneath these layers, right? To keep going under the layers. So here's some ideas to explore. If y'all actually, I don't know where you are right now. You can take a screenshot of this if you'd like. Um, If you're on your computer, maybe even on your phone, because I have it live over here on my phone and I can still see it and screenshot it. So you want to screenshot it? So what are five things you do really well? That's a hard one sometimes, isn't it? Especially if we're really struggling with where we are right now in our life. I know that there's, there's a season where I couldn't really say that. I couldn't really say like, Oh, I don't, there's not really five things I do well. Like I would do, I could say hair. I'm a really good hairstylist. Um, you know, but you got to find them anyway. I want you to find it. Okay. How much support do I need right now? That's huge. That's a huge one because we get to where sometimes we're feeling just like totally overwhelmed and bombarded by life. And until we allow our brains to help us, our brains are computers. They're they're really here to help us. They also cause us a bunch of trouble sometimes too. And that whole inner, you know, that wine witch, she ugly. And then when she's not wine witch anymore, she's just a plain old witch. Okay. But sometimes we have to ask ourselves, okay, I'm feeling like super overwhelmed, and my calendar's full, and like the kids have to go here, and da 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 da. How much support do I need right now? And my mind goes to work. When we ask our brain, it goes to work and wants to find answers. It is the computer. It is looking for answers. So then I can also go deeper and say what does support look and feel like for me? Because my support and your support could look very, very different. Okay. The next one, describe the one thing that would make your life 100% better and why would it make it better? Because a lot of times we say Thanks, Jen. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm so glad that y'all um, are appreciating this. Thank you so much for letting me know. So, how many times has somebody said, you know, what would make you happy or what would make things better? And be like, man, I like to have my car paid off or I like to be debt free. And those are all very valid. But we need to go deeper. Why would that make it better? You know, oh, because it would take the pressure off my finances or, um, you know, maybe that would free up some money so I could say yes to my kids because they've really been wanting to go to camp, and I haven't been able to do that because of this this financial situation. You know, then that gets it gets real. It gets real then, and then we can really open up and go. Okay, I realize that I'm I'm feeling some stress about this, and I'm hurting because I can't say yes. You know, what can I do now? How can I open up some cash flow? How can I maybe choose to Maybe not spend over here if we're going out to eat a little bit more or if there's something that we're spending money on that I could free up so I could say yes to my children because that would make that would make me feel more complete and less stressed. And we didn't even know that that was going on. Like it's in there and it's in the undercurrent in our subconscious, but we didn't really even know because we haven't really taken the time to ask ourselves, okay? And this is just those next layers, all right? What do I deeply desire? What excites me? What are my secret needs? Sorry for the typo. I just realized that. Are they being met right now? Okay. What excites me? What are my secret needs and are they being met right now? That's the tricky one too. What are my, what are your secret needs? What is it that you really need that no one really knows and you really might not have explored it lately? So take that one, take some time on that one. All right, last section. Where do I see myself in six months, one year or five years? Now we've talked about this a lot and this is something that happens anytime you are in a growth path for personal development. Super important to look ahead, okay. And I don't want you to look ahead to just look ahead, but I want it to be able to set a vision, you know, like the next one. What does my ideal day look like? Because that matters. Because then we begin to walk out and take action to create that ideal day, okay. So if your ideal day is man, I would really love to get up, get my kids off to school. I would love to go to the gym. You know, a few days a week, I'd like to connect with a friend. I'd like to, you know, work from home, run my business. You know, I really would like to have my car paid off. I would like to be driving this kind of car. I would like to make this kind of income because then I could provide for my family and be generous. You know, when you have the detail, like create this very, very detailed vision, then there again, your mind starts working for you and you're able to open up some answers and opportunities. That's what we're looking for. We're trying to open up opportunity. And then to go a little bit more about ourselves, when do I feel most confident with myself? What did I learn about myself this last year? Am I happy about how I spend my time? And what would I change? This also goes back to what I want it to look like in six months to a year, because if I'm not spending my time wisely, or happy, then I'm not going to get to who I want to be in six months. So I got to make some changes now. When was the last time I truly felt alive? What can I do to feel like that more often? How do I want people to remember me? Ooh, that's a good one. <clears throat> in all honesty, that's huge. That hit me hard when I When I put that on there, and it really is hitting me hard right now because as I came in and started telling y'all the story of my life, I'm so glad I'm not remembered for that. I'm so glad that I had this opportunity for this growth so that I could begin to know the real me and who I am and show up like this and get to know you and serve you and love you. I can't imagine not having this opportunity that I have now. It's just such a blessing. What do I love to do? What do I hate doing? And when do I feel most at peace? I think that's it. Yep. That's it. So did y'all get those? You screenshot them? <laughs> yes, it is normal for these be hard to answer. I love how you put normal in, um, uh, quotations, Sarah. Yes. The point of all this is, well, I don't know, I'm going to say the point of all of this is to be hard, but I will say that it is, you know, it's important that it, that it takes you time. So, oh, let me clear this up too. This is not for you to do this week. These questions are not, I'm going to go back to this one too. Okay. Did y'all get them? Y'all get a screenshot. If not, when y'all go back into the group, this is streaming and it will stay in the group. You can kind of fast forward and take a screenshot there. Okay. So this is not for y'all to take these two pages of questions and try to do them all. I mean, this should probably take you. This could take you three weeks. Okay. This is. This is something that's going to take time that I want you to spend time on. If you don't spend time on these, you're not gonna benefit from this, okay? All right, so what I wanna do now is uh, see if you have any more questions. If you have not taken the Enneagram Assessment, I would love for you to take that. Those of you watching the replay, please go take that. Put it in here, I'd love to hear what you are. I might make some little notes under your name of some things that I know about that number. If you put that number in there, I'll give you a little list of some some of the things when you're at your best, when you're at your worst, your core desires, all that cool stuff. Um, I want you to just start thinking about values and kind of what that means to you, and also what you can do with your quiet time, your journaling, if you want to explore more gratitude and, and soap, and like really think about think about these things. Think about what you're passionate about and kind of where you want to go and understand that this is a journey. This is a process and these answers are not going to be some magical, like, aha, I got it. You know, I've been doing this for what a thousand days, (laughs) you know, like this last year has been huge. And I'm going to tell you that has been a huge, like you'll begin to grow, especially after you removed alcohol. Those of you in here that have been um, drinking, once you remove it, then it's like, it's very slow for a while. There's this like weird, like awkward middle. I call it the middle. It's just like, you're like, yay, I quit drinking and I'm doing really good and I'm working with Michelle and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm progressing and I'm moving, I'm learning all these tools and I'm practicing and there's just like this, like, like weird, awkward middle. And then it begins to shift. And then when you get the other side, it like, it really speeds up and grows. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, If you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook.